So I'm going to attempt to preach half a sermon today, and I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Nat, who's going to finish it out. Uh, but why? How did, we, how did we get to this? I met Pastor Nat when he was serving at the Andover Baptist Church, just right across the street over here, and we have... Uh, uh, had some interactions at that time, and then uh, over the years, we've seen each other at various places and settings. Most recently, we reconnected at an online meeting for fire chaplains. So Nat is the chaplain for the Methuen Fire Department. I serve here in Andover. And so we, subsequent to the meeting, we had a phone call, and we were talking about fire chaplain stuff. And as pastors do, we talked about a lot of things. Um, and then the conversation, I asked Nat the question. I said, this might be a separate conversation. This might be, uh, we might need to meet again. But um, how's it going in your congregation around issues of race and racism and racial tension in our country? You know, how are you uh, leading through that? And what are the conversations going on? And he said, yeah, that actually is a probably another conversation and actually it turned into a series of conversations and meal and uh, prayer together and just been uh, learning uh, I've been learning from Pastor Nat and a lot of conversations about how do we lead through this because this was just uh, the conversation was just after the death of George Floyd uh, there was a lot of uh, questions and a, a lot of intensity around this and some people uh, criticized me and said hey we don't talk about these issues enough other people said hey you really shouldn't be focusing on these issues and there was internally even in the life of this church there was tension for me i was just asking lord what how do you want me to lead what do you want me to learn because i felt at that time and i realized uh, that it was clear that i had a lot to learn and to grow to understand these issues better. And so, um, so w through these conversations, Nat and I, we said, hey, we'd love for our congregations to know that we're having these conversations and let's, uh, let's do a, what we call a pulpit swap where I might go preach in Methuen and he'd come here. But by the power of technology and the limits of COVID, we could do this together and we can uh, have this out streaming for both churches and so uh, so praise God for that but why this sermon today uh, why now our cultural moment that we live in is very tense and we want to be agents of God's kingdom in our world and we live in a world where there is uh, racism we we wish it were a thing of the past but it's uh, alive and well in our land there are injustices in our world and we want to be agents of justice and equality but here's why it's difficult in our world there's a there's competing ideas about the basis of our equality or how to find justice in our world and there's some really good ideas in our world and there's some ideas in our world that are uh, that run counter to sound doctrine. And so what is the basis of our equality and what is true justice? And uh, th these questions aren't as simple as, as they may sound. So we, as people of faith, we turn to God's word. And God's word is our foundation to understand uh, how to respond to our day. So that brings us to our scripture today uh, from Galatians chapter 3. Uh, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one 
in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, our identity is fundamentally changed. Uh, When we put our faith in Jesus, when we are clothed in Him, when we are baptized in Him, once we do that, we are posture and our relationship to people who otherwise would be divided from us is gone, that we are then united to to everyone else who is clothed in Christ. Therefore, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most powerful force of unity in our world. And it's easy to miss how profound what's being said here is. He's saying there is neither... Jew nor Greek, slave nor free man, neither male nor female. These are huge chasms that would otherwise divide people that have been bridged in Jesus Christ. He says there's neither Jew nor Greek. This is, uh, God created one human race. And the, 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 the distinction of humanity was that we were created in the image of God. But humans, we've rebelled against God and sin. And from the time that sin enters the world, people become more and more divided. Not known for unity, but from uh, division and tribalism and, and family groups and ethnic groups. And more and more, and we see that. But God is rich in mercy. And God reaches out into this broken world to restore that humanity that he created in his image. To, uh, to deal with the effects of sin and completely forgive and reunite people as one humanity. And God does it specifically through one family, a man named Abraham and his descendants. And God said, I'm choosing you and you're going to be blessed. And through you, all the nations of the world, that word nations, the, the, the Gentiles, that here translated Greeks, that all the other nations will be blessed through you and your family. And it was through this family line uh, came, uh, came Jesus and the salvation that he brought. But before Jesus, because God was unfolding something so special, it had to be pure. And these Jewish people were separated from all foreigners, from all the Gentiles. And they were separated in their laws. And they were separated even in their worship. In the temple of God, there was different courts. There was a court for the priests and a court for the men and there was a court for the women. And They were all on the same level. But then down 19 stairs, down, 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 that's where the Gentiles could go. And if a Gentile person could even see up into these upper courts, there was a five-foot wall. And on that wall it said, you, no foreigners may cross this wall under the penalty of death. That is how divided and separated the Jews and the Gentiles were. And here, in Jesus Christ, there is no more Jew or Gentile. But one humanity. That dividing wall is literally removed. And when the temple was destroyed, it was literally destroyed. This is such a profound connection of humanity that even Jesus' disciples struggled with this. Even Peter struggled with this notion that, yes, that God's grace was extended to both Jew and Gentile. Huge chasm. And then the, the second one named here, there is neither slave nor free man. Another huge chasm. Here's two people. One who believes he owns the other now has to view himself as a brother in Christ. Not viewing one as oppressor and one as oppressed, but both as brothers. This is a, in the ancient world or in the modern world, that's a huge gap that's bridged by Jesus Christ. Read the book of Philemon in the New Testament. It describes about a slave and an owner who are called to be brothers in Christ. It's a profound unity. 
Here there is neither, the third one here is neither male nor female. You know, from the beginning, God put his image in humanity. That we were created male and female, both in the image of God. And in Jesus Christ, we are, we, we, that image is, is healed and we are united. There is no inferiority in any way based on gender. So here, whether it's ethnicity or class or, or gender, we are all one in Christ. And it's Jesus who makes us this way. Verse um, 26 says, For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Our unity is not something that's deep within us. Our unity is not you know, something that we have because it's in the founding documents of our nation. Our unity is something we have because Jesus Christ made it happen. And here's the beauty. In Jesus Christ, we all stand on level ground at the foot of the cross. When we receive his grace, we realize that we were sinners in need of grace. That God didn't choose me because I was so great. That God didn't rescue me because I was so much worse than anyone else. I'm not inferior. I'm not superior. I am just a sinner in need of God's grace. And when I've been united with God in that way, when I, I then can be united to other people because of what he's done. And I can be an agent of that unity in my world. And it needs to start with us. And if I see myself as superior or inferior to anybody, that, is, that cuts against the truth of the gospel. That's sin. Therefore, racism is sin. Bigotry is sin. Ethnocentrism is sin. Pride is sin. But God forgives. We're united with him and with other people. And that propels us to action. We can't just take this power of the gospel, this unifying power, and bury it in the ground. We have to take it into our everyday lives. We have to take it into our world. We have a responsibility to God for how we respond. We can't just do nothing. Read some research, recent research, that uh, was a survey. And the survey asked the question, um, it asked this question. Since the death of George Floyd in May, have you personally taken any actions to better understand racial issues in America? It's a great question. Because it isn't a question of uh, what side are you on or what, what, what do you agree with or believe, um, you know, whose fault is what. The question is, have you done anything? Because our world is it, it's a tense place. It's a very divided place. Have you done anything to better understand these issues? I believe because we have this reconciling power of the gospel that we have a responsibility to understand the world to which we bring it. So many of the respondents in the survey had done something. They had done something to, to better understand, but sadly many had not done anything to better understand these issues. And when they broke out the respondents by race, it was white people who were the least likely to have done anything to better understand the issues of our day. I think that's sad. For me, I've been trying to learn. And, and there's been things that have been helpful in that. I've tried to learn. I've read books. I, I've read a number of articles. But the thing that's been the most helpful for me is relationships and conversations. Uh, and particularly my conversations with Pastor Nat. And so I'm just going to turn it over to him to finish out this sermon. Thank you, Pastor John. And again, for all of you joining us. And I would be remiss not to thank 
Thank uh, Fernando and this great trio praise team. This did an awesome job. Let's give them a hand. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. January, January 2020 began as a great year for me. Uh, it was a year of vision, a year of clarity, a year of insight, focus. I was excited. Just the, the, the numbers, 2020, it was encouraging and it was exciting. And who would think three months later our world would be turned upside down? Who would think three months later we would be blindsided by coronavirus, pandemic, COVID-19? Companies, shutdowns, school closings, church closings. And if that wasn't enough, how about some racial tension? How about some social justice concerns? And you put on top of that our own personal problems and issues and concerns. I mean, truly, the year 2020 has been a challenging year. At least for me, and probably for me, um, for many of you. Can you, amen? amen. A nod, maybe? <laughs> yes, and, and it has been. And, but, but what I, myself and, and, and John, decided to do, well, we decided to come together and we decided to have some conversation. And as you heard, uh, one conversation led to another and what's so great about this is that Pastor John and I, we serve two amazing churches. In 1846, abolitionists John Smith and Peter Smith, the founders of this great church, Free Christian Church. In 1815, First Baptist Church in Methuen founded uh, they had abolitionists who served to help set people free with the Underground Railroad. So both of our churches, we have histories of standing on the right side of truth. Amen? Amen. And standing on the right side of truth, but based on the word of God. And as John read, Pastor John read Galatians 3 and 28. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male or female. For we are all one in Christ. We are all one. We are all a part of God's family. I'm your brother. Amen. 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 And you are my sister. We are all a parts of God's family and we are Abraham's seed and there should be no division among us. But sadly, there is. There is some racial issues. There's some racial concerns that are now in our homes among us as friends. And believe it or not, they're even in our churches. 
They begin to divide us. They begin to separate us. And on our jobs. I served, well, I worked for Gillette, who's owned by Procter & Gamble, which I'm now retired for 22 years. And I have experienced some racism. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here, I know that God has called me to make a difference. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I like to pause. That's what I do when I'm at home. <laughs> I like to pause it, and I like to let it sit with you for a moment. As we say, I like to let it marinate. Because I want you to think about it. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? How can we make a difference? Here's what I've decided to do and Pastor John has decided to do. You know, we've, we've been reading and, and we've been reading books and, and we've been talking. And when I think about the, this cultural movement in regards to the things that are happening in our world today, you know, we've been encouraged to do something about it. So we've decided to be the bridge. Amen? We decided to, to be willing to make a difference. We decided to be willing to be uncomfortable. Amen? Amen. So, so what, what that means is that you, we want to encourage you or you should be encouraged to have a conversation with someone. Your family, your children, your loved ones, to have a conversation about what's going on in the world today. What are your thoughts? What do you think? How do you feel? It encourages us to search our own heart. And because I have some experiences, and I can stick my stake in the ground and I can say to you, black lives matter. And you can stick your stake in the ground and you can say all lives matter. And yet no one is doing anything about coming together. And yet we can say, well, they call it the, the, the pink elephant in the room. You've heard of it. You know, no one says anything about anything. No discussion is had. No reconciling, no discussion, and we don't come together. So what are you going to do? I was at the drive-thru in Methuen the other day. I was at Starbucks for breakfast, and I was going through the drive-thru, and when I finally arrived at the cashier, the young lady said to me that your breakfast has been paid for by the gentleman in front of you. And I was looking and I couldn't see and I was, and, and I said, well, who was she? She said, no, it was just, he just wanted to pay for your breakfast. And I noticed that, I, well, I seen that I didn't know him. Actually, I started following the car. 
I just wanted to say thank you. And then um, when I finally realized that it was just a good gesture. Amen. Amen. And I made it my business, Pastor John, to go back the following day because I wanted to repeat the same gesture. I wanted to love someone else and I wanted to be kind for someone else. I tell you, with this coronavirus pandemic, but I also believe that we have a racial pandemic. And I believe that God has called you and I for times like these. I believe that God is not alarmed or he hasn't been taken off God and he knows everything about what's going on. I believe that God has allowed it because God is in control and God is in charge. And I believe that God has allowed it, but he also has called you and I for times like these. You and I, for times like this, to to step out on faith. Now, this would take some courage. This would take being willing to be uncomfortable. This would take stepping out on faith, trusting God. Because you and I were called to make a difference. You and I were called to be ministers of the gospel. You and I were called to stand for truth based upon the word of God. Amen. 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 And God has called each of us. And it is found in Joshua 1 and 9. And it reads, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Time is, is, this is not the time to just sit back in your chair of comfort. But this is the time where we can take, make a difference. This is the time when we can make a difference. I want to be, I want to look back on year 20 and 20. Yes, it was problematic, but God used me to make a difference. God used me to take a stand. Amen. Amen. Because, see, when it's all said and done, it won't be your fine cars. It won't be our nice homes. It won't be our portfolios or our bank accounts. It will be only what we do for Christ that will be remembered. It will be only what we do for Christ that will last. In Matthew 22 and 36, the Pharisees asked Christ, they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Christ said that you should love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your mind, and with all of your soul. This is the greatest and foremost commandment. And then he said the second is like unto it. 
that you should love your neighbor as yourself. So when you think about all of the laws and you think about the commandments and you think about this great book, the Bible, the most important, the two hang on the hinges of loving God and love his people. Love God and love his people. Be willing to step out on faith and trust God. Be willing to become ministers of reconciliation. Be willing to have that conversation and to be the bridge like Pastor John and I that will someday we believe that will make a difference. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you, God, for this day. I thank you, God, for the First Baptist Church in Methuen that are joining us. The first, the free Christian church here of Andover as we join together and partner in ministry. God, I, I thank you, God, that we're standing against separation and that we are saying that we are all one in Christ and we will not be separated by race, color, black, white, darker, or lighter. We will not be separated, oh God, by places if we live in Andover or North Andover or Lowell or Lawrence or Tewksbury, whether we're rich or poor, male or female. God, we know and we believe that we are one in Christ and we are Abraham's seed. Heirs of a promise. And you've blessed us and you've been with us. God, so we ask that you will continue to encourage us during these challenging times. And we promise to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in Christ's name that I do pray. And all of those who are willing to be a bridge, say amen. 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 God bless you.